What is up, guys? I'm Andres. This is Theory. I'm Sabrina. And this is the Minion of Podcast, the podcast where we talk about your favorite filmmakers and the deeper meaning within their films. We are doing an Oscar review, an post-Oscar reaction. Even though it's been quite a few days after the Oscars, we're still going to react to it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, first off, right off the bat, we all saw the Oscars together, which was mm-hmm. really fun. We had that opportunity to see it at the Collider Arclight screening, which was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Uh, but first things first, Sabrina, yes. I have to go to you because you're uh-huh. going to be taking off a little bit later. Yeah. So first thing, we have to talk about the big moment. Yeah. Parasite wins Best Picture. I, oh my God, I was sitting right next to you guys, so you guys obviously know this, but I literally, I screamed out loud. I had yeah, no I idea. we all did, right? We all did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I started yeah, everybody in the theater, Jane Fonda's pause was flawless. That like little like half a second pause and then she's like, Parasite. And I'm like, yes. I am ecstatic. I really am so happy. Even seeing all the behind the scenes footage and everything for like after the show. Um, just having, we talked about this before, how Bong was kind of like changing Hollywood a little bit. Changing our perception of like filmmaking and everything. Calling the Oscars a local award show and then picking up the biggest prize. Yeah. The, a few of the biggest prizes, you know, yeah. The top ones, like best director, best picture. I mean, those are so best important. Screenplay. Best screenplay. I mean, it is it is absolutely incredible, and I'm so happy that that happened, and we were able to watch it all together. What do yeah. you What do you think this does this actually? What do you think this means? Does this mean anything for the future of the academies? I think it definitely does. Um, even the people, the articles that kind of were like running, where people were like, "I don't want to watch Parasite because of the subtitles." I think something like this, a film like Parasite, Bong Joon-ho's impact on what he did this year could kind of change all of their minds. Mm -hmm. I would really hope that people that are in the Academy or people that care about film wouldn't be, wouldn't uh, divert away from a film just because of subtitles, just because it is foreign. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think this is definitely for like the future years to come. I think something like this will kind of like have a huge, huge impact. Do you think we're going to get more like international features that are nominated for Best Picture? Or, or do you think we're gonna get maybe like a bigger pool of diverse directors and actors that are nominated? Like, is that yeah. kind of the direction we're headed? I, I think so, definitely. Um, obviously, when we have a film up to caliber, like Parasite, if there if there's an international feature that comes out that is on the same level of our Best Pictures and our, or our better, like, in ter- like how Parasite was, um, I would really hope that it would get the recognition. And I, I have this, surprised me so much. I talked about it last week where I said I didn't have faith in the Academy to do this, to give it foreign and to give it best picture. Mm. And so this really kind of gave me that little hope for next year, like for the next year, kind of looking out for features like this, Mm. um, for diverse backgrounds for the directors and everything. Even Jojo Rabbit winning um, adapted screenplay, even though I talked about how much I wanted, obviously wanted Little Women because I love Greta Gerwig, even him being one of the first indigenous people, because I don't think he was actually the first, um, to win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I mean, we all these like fresh voices, having them get their moment, get their recognition, I think that's just paving the way for a better future. It, it, it's, it's, it's funny hearing you say that because, I mean, full disclosure, we did an Oscar reaction to the nominations and we were very critical of, of how it, it's the same old people picking the mm-hmm. same old movies with the right. same old directors. Yeah. I mean, they still, for this being such a victory for a movie like Parasite, there was still pretty much all white women except for Cynthia, pretty much just all white dudes, pretty much just the same kind of nominees and nominations. Do you think that's going to change? Actual, not necessarily international films, Mm -hmm. 
but people of color being nominated or, or movies w- that are different, that have different yeah. voices and different backgrounds. Do you think that specifically will change? I, I really hope so. I even think because people were calling the Academy out during the show. People were saying things. Um, even that like opening just did not sit well with me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Having Midsommar, Us, Dolomite, I mm. thought it was just kind of like, okay, we liked your films, but you guys didn't get like yeah. any any kind of like recognition. Um, but I thought that was such a cheap way to kind of like give that like low key recognition. Yeah, no, it's it's funny hearing you say that because it, you know I'll, I'll say something real quick. I know I heard your what, reactions as it was happening. Well, to me, <laughs> this this was the Academy saying, "Oh, we're so sorry, we didn't nominate yeah. any people of color or any movies that you guys like." Here's look at dance routine. Here's Janelle Monet. Let's, let's, here's let's Rappy. Pay, let's, here's, let's pay Janelle Monet a million dollars. Yeah. To say, I'm a black queer woman, and yeah, I'm proud of the Academy. Exactly. Like, let's <laughs> have let's have yeah. uh, Ellen Ripley and Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. That was great. Say though. something. That was great. But it's it like did, yeah. the whole thing felt like an apology of mm-hmm. the Academy being like, look, we're diverse and we're cool with the presenters yeah. and with the dancers. It was an overcompensation. It felt, and so it didn't sit right. It yeah. felt like them being with like... With the Eminem performance. With the Eminem thing. <laughs> like, Even though like, I kind of... Th- okay, so that came out of nowhere. I kind of thought it was a little cool because I guess when he won, he didn't perform that year. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm sorry yeah. about that. All good. Uh, I'm saying like it still felt like them being like... I, I thought it was fun. But, yeah. but it felt like them being like, look, hip-hop rap mm-hmm. we nominated a rapper once yeah young people we, we young people yeah. Yeah. yeah it just felt like nominate them for stuff mm-hmm. don't just pre- don't just have them sing songs or dance Definitely. or yeah. present awards don't have kelly marie tran be like nominate kelly marie tran put her in a movie or uh, mm-hmm. don't have this guy give it an award don't have oscar isaac put a movie where, where he's in it like put yeah that kind of background that's what yeah. we want to see yeah. we want to see movies like midsommar and us get nominated not be dancers in the oh background the thing about it so that's why I'm like still very critical of it because I I as much as I'm very positive Mm -hmm. on the Parasite win I'm still like very skeptical of any change actually happening so it's it's refreshing to hear your very positive take of being like oh yeah it's gonna change no I don't I said I would hope I said I would really hope just because I this gave me more faith in the Academy obviously we did talk about the nominations when they came out and I still think some of them were kind of like bogus but the people who ended up winning most of the people I'm like yeah I, I see that, you know, even if it wasn't my personal choice, I can I can get behind this. Um, so that was something I got excited about. But obviously the fact that there was only one person of color nominated or one black woman nominated yeah. for or one black person nominated for any category yeah. for the acting. Mm-hmm. That is that is absolutely ludicrous. And even just with the snubs with us, with the snubs from Midsommar uh, a few years ago with Hereditary. I, I just hope these kind of genre films, if you're up to caliber as the rest of these, why wouldn't you get accepted into this? Right. So, so here's my, my thing to you. When I read headlines saying Parasite, it, it, you know, proves that the Oscars are diverse. Look at this. And then at the same time to hear you say that where it's only one person of color was even nominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that even the case? Well, because Antonio Banderas. Well, I mean, so yeah. yeah, is he Spaniard or is he? Yeah, he's Spanish. But yeah. but you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like those headlines of being like, look, we got Parasite yeah. all the awards. That means we're cool now. We're yeah. diverse and, and hip and cool. Yeah, is that really the case though? Yeah, I'm, kinda, as, I'm asking. Do you no, think yeah, so? yeah. Um, with some of the stuff, it could have been like 
um, some of the people were voting and they're like, you know what, let's just do this. Let's just give it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping next year it's reflected more in the nominations. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Like, and we're going to, we're going to be right here. We're going to be arguing about the nominations when they come out next year. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we don't have the same kind of, I don't know, like sour taste when we were looking at that list from this year. Did you see, did you see the nominations for the independent spirit awards? Yes. Wasn't that just well, so mem- refreshing? Remember when I talked about it? Yeah. I said this, and I know it's only independent films that they celebrate, yes. but it, it genuinely, most of the time, this reflects my choices more than any other award Loose, show. Clemency, yeah. The Farewell, like th- these are great movies, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Uncut Gems, like those were Alma the movies Harrell. that they were Alma Harrell, Honey yeah. Boy, like those were the people they were nominated for the Independent Spirit Awards. But yeah, all right, uh, Sabrina, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, where can thanks, the good guys. people find you on social um, media? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Sabrina X Monica. I'm peacing out today. Yeah, is, there, so, is there like a favorite like, moment you had, real quick though? Oh, um, favorite moment: Cynthia Revo's performance was stunning. Yeah. Incredible. It was a great song. I, I've never heard it. it so I was neither, like, neither did I. It was, um, it was so, so good. And then obviously um, Bong Joon-ho winning at, uh, for director and then Parasite Best Picture. Just because I wasn't expecting it, I wasn't at all. Um, it really was kind of like a huge pleasant surprise seeing all the looks on like the actors' faces. How excited everybody else was. Bombback. Gerwig, mm-hmm. how people were congratulating them, him calling out Scorsese, yeah, um, and just Tarantino. It yeah. was it was really cool to see that celebration because that's when it feels. This is a celebration of film. This is one of the important, mm-hmm. the, one of the most important of the year. So to see them actually in their speeches in this moment celebrating film as a whole, it was just it was beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much, All right. Thank you, Sabrina. Bye, guys. All right. All right, we're gonna continue this conversation with RB3 and I. So make sure you guys stick around. This ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh With the 450 divide you in half You getting at me equals a club half You do the math Take you out the equation The following clip is from the first annual Cuddy Awards Available on First Cut Enjoy So we I'm have to pick moving. one out of those? No, we get to pick two uh, so Sorsha, we, Florence, Aquafina. We put Aquafina Florence and Aquafina. Because you're taking out Sorsha Ronan. I didn't see Little Women, man. I don't know. You yeah. say Sorsha Ronan over Aquafina since we've both seen both. Yeah, we've both seen Little Women, yeah. Uh, you don't have... Well, see, I didn't finish show. I didn't even finish The Farewell. So, like, that's not even fair for me to say Aquafina yeah. over, over Sorsha, okay, too. So, so, I can't even... So, some of us got to fight right now. Yeah, yeah. This some is, of this us got to fight. Gonna fight. Gonna be a fight. <laughs> we got to fight. No, you got to fight. No, you got to fit Florence Pugh, man. Oh, yo, I'm not taking out Florence Pugh. I can... I say, Flo- I say Florence Pugh and Sorsha... Oh, my God. So hard. I really do love them all because Aquafina, all these three were on my original list. Yeah. So that's what's making it difficult. Mm, yeah. And that's where I might take out Renee for Judy. <laughs> Renee for Judy. No, no, no. I we think can't. I might. We, but she's God. literally gonna win. Like she's gonna I win the know, actual. Oscar, but like, right? no, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. We, we, we have to rep Judy. I mean, this is, this is like, this is. You think Joaquin Here's Phoenix had thing. it tough? Like this is a tough performance. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Judy's an all kind, all time. Okay, fine. I will. I will. We have to knock nominated every year. I'll do it. I'll yeah. do it. I'll say fine. Florence Pugh and Aquafina. Okay. Because right, I do. I love Aquafina. all three. So. <laughs> I mean, we could do so. I mean, we could do so. Something. Officially, our nominees are Lupita Nyong'o for Us, Scarlett Johansson Marriage Story, Renee Zellweger for Judy, Florence Pugh for Midsommar, and Aquafina for The Farewell. Perfect. Yeah, those yeah. are great nominations. Yeah. Yeah. Come along, children. Now we're going to have a little music.
What is up, guys? We're back talking about the 2020 Oscars. Now, I'm going to pretty much give all the questions I had lined up here for Sabrina to you, RB3. Uh-oh. Big thing in the room is obviously Parasite wins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We already reacted to that. Ooh. So we don't have to do the reaction again. What do you think this means, man? Does it mean anything at all? I'm talking about the future of the Academy Awards. Yeah. Are we going to see changes? Are we going to see any movement as far as denominations for Best Picture? Well, fortunately, the movements, the movements that we, you know, people poo-pooed on, like Oscar So White and this, the movement that we saw this year, people poo-pooed on it. But look at the winners that it produced. 2016 Oscars gave us Moonlight. This Oscars gave us Parasite. I would argue that these are the two Best Picture these are the two best movies that have won Best Picture in the last decade. So, like, when you look at how how the influence of having people of color backing your film, not just and and not just people of color, just like film 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 makers and film goers and, and young film fans in general get passionate behind a movie. Look at the kind of push that it could get. Like, we wouldn't have never seen Parasite win uh, an Oscar, I think, like, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Because they've been shitting the bed with all the nominations and the ratings have continually gone down, they're finally starting to recognize, okay, maybe, maybe this whole narrow-minded, white savior type shit that we've been going for, I A Green Book, Maybe that, maybe those kind of movies just aren't going to do it anymore. Maybe we should try switching things up. And for once, they actually gave the best movie of the year, best picture. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I saw you tweet that out. It, yeah. A lot of people tweeted that out, to be fair. And to be fair, a lot, a lot, a lot of film critics, film fans, movie directors, artists mm-hmm. put Parasite as their number one. I did not. And I think that's it's very debatable to say what is... Be- the best movie of the year and obviously the vast majority mm. I would agree with you the vast majority of people would concur that the consensus is that Parasite was the best movie of 2019 yeah just because it's not my best movie doesn't mean it's not the best movie that 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 I, I can be outvoted I'm outvoted obviously by that but I, I can also argue that that 2016 my favorite movie that year was La La Land yeah. and 2019 I would go to 1917 was incredible mm. I could give it that um I could argue that those two were in there, but, but, there's a big but, mm. it doesn't matter because what matters is the moment and what matters is the future of the Academy Awards and what matters is giving recognition to Korean cinema and, yeah. and, and a different flavor of First directors. First time a, a South Korean film has ever been nominated. Yeah, for that's a, huge, man. Yeah. And that's, it goes to speak to, you know, uh, obviously... Uh, South Korea didn't have a film market for a very, very long time. It really only started developing in the late 80s, early 90s. And filmmakers like Bong Joon-ho, like uh, Park Won-chan, and all these like great Korean filmmakers have really pioneered and pushed uh, the, uh, the, the, the the envelope for Korean cinema uh, to where it could build and crescendo to this point. Um, obviously, films like Oh Boy, I think, is one of the best uh, Korean films I've ever seen. Um, we had a whole episode on, on, on Bong Joon-ho and how... Uh, memories of murder and um, and the host are some of the greatest movies you know of, of recent times. You can even too. talk about recently Train to Busan. Train to Busan. The Man yeah. from Nowhere is a movie I've been talking about since I was like fifteen when I first saw it. Right, 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 um, right, right. Which but, is a gangster movie. Exactly. I mean, um, all types of gangster movies. I mean, and they make know, great gangster movies. I mean, they they do, and they, they make great movies in general. They do. And this is the first time we're seeing that kind well, of recognition crossover. Which is why I actually think this does matter in the sense of of how we view international cinema yeah. and and how we view that. However, what I just asked to Sabrina is kind of the same thing I'll ask you. I thought the whole award show was very 
very much like an apology or almost like a course correction where they just kept putting up presenters of color and they kept yeah. showing Janelle Monet dancing. It was and bullshit. It, was it, bullshit. it felt very yeah. much. And then the, the awards they gave out themselves were great, right? We got, you know, a, a, a woman composer, a, a female composer who won uh, uh, best score. We got yeah. Bong Joon-ho. We got Taika Waititi. Like, it felt very much like, oh, this is great. But at the same time, we still have to realize, like, the vast majority of the nominees were still pretty much all white dudes. Yeah. And and it's still kind of the same nominees. This, does this really mean that the 2020 Oscars was actually diverse and we were just blind to it? Um, yeah, I mean, it it goes to show that, you know, the best movies were the divorce, the diverse movies, you know, were the best screenplay, the best adapted screenplay was written by Taika Waititi. The best film was done by a South Korean filmmaker produced with South Korean money. Like, they, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it just they, 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 they made the right choices. And I think while the nominations were, were, were terrible, the reason why we were crying and screaming to the to the rooftops why the nominations were terrible was because there were so many better movies that could have been in contention. And I think, you know, I think this year might have been a lot more competitive for something like A Parasite if another movie like The Farewell had jumped into the race. You know, I think Judy Gar- I think the uh, Renee Zellweger uh, performance for Judy would have had a little more competition if Lupita Nyong'o was in there. You know, there, there are there are spots, even, you know, Best Supporting Actress. I mean, shit, nobody agrees with me now, but I still think J-Lo was dope in Hustlers. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that would have made for a more exciting, uh, attention-grabbing uh, award ceremony. So, um, I think they, if they would have, if they would have experimented a little bit and had the rest of the nominees represent the winners, because the winners they picked are great. They picked the best possible winners out of the nominees that they had. It's just I, if they would have put forward a little more effort into ensuring that the rest of the nominees reflected the quality of cinema that was 2019. Instead of, you know, shit like, you know, I, again, I like Joker, but, you know, Joker had 11 nominations. I like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but Once Upon a Time Hollywood had like eight nominations, you know? Uh, if they would have instead put up movies like Us, if they instead would have put up movies like uh, Uncut Gems or all the stuff that we saw at the Independent Spirit Awards, I think more people would have been more excited and it would have been a more competitive race. Can I just, you, you mentioned it, so I'm going to go off you. Best Director for the Independent Spirit Awards. Uh, the Safdie brothers, Alma Haral, Honey Boy, Lorene Scafiria, Hustlers, Julius Ona, Luce, and Robert Eggers, The Lighthouse. Yeah, that was a, that was a strong five. I mean, best, be, best female, uh, female lead, Renee Zellweger, Karen Allen Colwell, Hong Chu, Driveways, Elizabeth Moss, Her Smell, Mary Kay Place, Diane, and Alfred Woodard for Clemency. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are great nominees. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 best Best male lead. Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems, Chris Galay, Give Me Liberty, Calvin Harrison for Loose, Robert Pattinson, The Lighthouse, and Matthias Schonartz for The Mustang. Mm. I mean, supporting female lead, Shao uh, Zuzen for The Farewell, she won. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez, there you go, The Hustlers. Mm. Uh, Taylor Russell for Waves. Mm. I mean, Lauren Lolo Spencer for Give Me Liberty. That's like Oct- four people of color right Octavia there. Spencer for Loose. Yeah, that's five people of color right there. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, there is... It could have went away. There is a way to do it, man. It's the the money. It's the the connections. I mean, somebody said it perfect. I don't know if it was on uh, one of the Collider shows or something, but somebody said it perfect. The nominees, it's not even about, like, what's the quality of the film. It's, oh, I I know him. My agent used to represent him. Maybe I'll vote for him. Oh, oh, his his manager uh, is also... 
um, a good friend of mine, so let me just make sure I write him in. You know, we want to celebrate each other. Oh, I, uh, my client is representing this songwriter, so let's put that in Best Original Song. Like, how the fuck did the Breakthrough song get through, man? Like, what the fuck was... Nobody heard that song. To, to be fair... It was a good song. I just don't know any other songs that were in movies. No, no, you got to get Beyonce that look, man. You got to get Beyonce that look for the for Lion King joint. Which one though? Um, Shit, any of them. I mean, uh, because I heard like ten seconds of Spirit when we saw it, and I was like, all right. I mean, but damn, bro, ten seconds. Would you rather have seen Beyonce perform at the Academy Awards than whoever old girl was who did the the Christian song? Yeah, it's not. Would that have been way better? And by the way, you talk about not even trying to get. Uh, uh, everybody's like, oh, the, the ratings are so low. Like, I, I want to uh, get to that, so th- yeah. don't jump the gun. I, I, I think I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. You can just talk about the music. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. But, yeah. but, but my thing. Let, let's finish up the parasite talk. Yeah. The thing about parasite is, it's such a great moment, and we got best screenplay. Best director for Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. And best picture. By the time he hit best director, I was like, it, it got on best picture. There's no way it could win this many awards and not win best picture. So uh, I think that's a great opportunity for the future of international cinema. It, that's exactly what I tweeted out. It's much more about international cinema. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, this is my opinion. You can correct me. Than it is about necessarily people of color that make American movies. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Academy has a way to kind of say, hey, we're going to recognize those people uh, all over the world, but not necessarily any other diverse groups of people that Here live in, in this country and make movies. Yeah. Do you agree with that? 100%. Yeah. So that's my issue. My yeah. issue is that a lot of people are celebrating this as like, the Oscars are diverse, finally. And it's like, are they? Yeah. Uh, they're still all white nominees. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, props to Taika, and I really am so happy for Taika Waititi, a guy that I've loved since flight of the concords yeah. which is like 10 15 years ago so i i followed his career for a while and i'm very happy for him and i'm so happy for bong in, in korea in general mm-hmm. but but at the same time i still see so many flaws and, and yeah. so much lack of diversity in general yeah i mean i think you know the the academy looks at international cin- and I, I i applaud them for going towards the more uh international route because there's so many good movies overseas there's so but many good movies i think what they i think you know in their minds uh celebrating a prestigious south korean film is a lot more acceptable than accepting or or, or recognizing a um a medium budget uh black core movie um, I think it's just it's just a tougher sell for them. So if, if you know, obviously the, if the international route, I mean, last year Roma had a good look too. I think if I think if Roma would have been this year, this would have also been a a good push for Roma too to to have that uh to to to, to take over. Um, and I think you know they they talked about expanding their membership. I know a lot of their membership expansion happened with like overseas and international filmmakers as well, so that could play a big part into it too. Uh, but again, they have to reckon they have to bring in more people from the United States, more black men, black women, Latino men, Latino women, or not even men and women, Latino people, you know what I mean? Non-binary. Uh, let's hear some queer voices. Let's hear some Asian-American voices. You know, I love seeing Parasite recognized, but why not The Farewell? That has a distinctly American type type of feel to it. But, you know, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of areas that they could improve. There's a lot of areas that they could um, they could take note from and how to uh, make the right decisions um, for not only creating a 
award show that represents Hollywood, like all of Hollywood from the bottom to the top, but also represent something to the young people who are watching at home. Because I think the Oscars are supposed to be something that inspires a young generation to get into movies. But when we look at these nominees, like there's nothing for um, young people of color to look up to besides Parasite. Can I can I go off that? And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to stir up some things, but I, but I have to. Because I'm very honest, and this is what I feel. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. The fact that two things. Number one, the Oscar ratings are down. We'll talk about that because there's a lot of reasons why. But the biggest one for me is that I know there's been a lot of weird, racist feedback for Parasite winning Best Picture. I don't want to talk about that because that's stupid. But there has to be something said. For I always say this because I, I, I do go back home to Arizona quite a few times during the year. Mm-hmm. And there's other parts of this country where, dude, like, and I have to tell this to so many people, the vast majority of people haven't seen Parasite and don't have a way to see it. Mm. Like, a lot of people are, just go see it, just go find it. And I'm like, where? Oh, you, you can just find it. You can find it on, you can online. Rent it, you can rent it on Amazon like, now. Where, though? Like, you see what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't have Amazon. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you can just go watch the movie. These idiots are dummies and they don't want to read subtitles. That's not always the case. My family would watch it, but there's nowhere to see it. Mm-hmm. The fact is, Parasite wasn't a movie that a lot of people saw in this country. Not necessarily by the fault of their own. They just don't have access to it. And the fact that there's so many movies that we're putting up in the forefront that the vast majority of people don't have access to yeah. that are not watching these movies not because they're uncultured people who are dummies that live in Georgia. No, they're just they don't and have get to their theaters. They don't get to the theater. They live in Wisconsin. They live in Ohio. They live in the Midwest. They they don't have. And I feel like it's unfair for us to be like you dummies don't like Parasite. And they're like we just haven't seen it. We don't we don't get all the hype because we haven't seen the movie. Is it? I just feel like there's something to be said about the Academy Awards still being a very pristine one percenters rich people who live on the coast, New York and L.A., who have access to these movies. And I think that's a little unfair that we keep nominating these movies without providing access for people to watch them. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, hey, man, that's why I'm a champion for the streaming networks, man. You know, that's why I champion Netflix. And I'm I'm actually kind of, and I get you, and and I've seen a lot of interviews over these past few days talking about the power of streaming. And the more I hear about it, the more... I'm kind of leaning towards you because you're yeah. right. You do have a little more bit access. more access to yeah. other people who can watch it. I listened to an interview from the directors of American Factory talking about the fact that the reason why they joined Netflix is the fact that they were like, look, we're making a documentary. It's not going to be in theaters that long. Mm-hmm. Why not choose a streaming platform where the people that were actually making the doc about, which is blue collar workers from Ohio, can actually watch this movie? Yeah. They're not going to drive out to their art house theater four hours away in Ohio mm-hmm. to watch it, they can watch it at home, and this is about them. Yeah. Let's let them watch it, which is why I'm, I'm glad Netflix is doing that. Yeah. However, there's still a lot of movies that don't have that, like Neon, like A24, that don't have the huge theater releases. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's a little, still, the Academy still has this little bit too kind of white-collar, one-percenters, look at us, look at the kind of movies we watch, Look at you dumbasses, don't like these movies. And it's like, they're not dumbasses, they just don't have access to them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a little unfair for, for us to be like, you should like Parasite when they don't, they haven't seen it. And, and I feel like this has to be said 
when ratings are so low. And I'm not saying this is why ratings are low. There's many reasons why. However, this is one of the reasons why, man. Like, we keep nominating movies that are great, but not a lot of people have seen them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, do you nominate the popular movie that's a piece of shit, or do you nominate um, the indie movie that's really, really great? I personally love the fact that uh, Parasite uh, is 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 a low-budget film that people can explore because it now has more opportunity to make more money. And then the more money it's going to make, it's probably going to inspire Neon to do more bigger releases and, and to, to, to expand their horizons even further. Because we saw after A24, after they won uh, from Moonlight, they exploded. Like, they started putting... They're, they're cranking out, like, what, like 20 movies a year almost? Um, so I'm... So I'm. Pr- I hope that's that's something that Neon could experience too. I'm hoping that a lot of these independent is it Neon shut down. Um, is it? I don't know. I mean, I heard they're still expanding. Uh, Parasite. No, it's not Neon. I'm thinking of another one. Annapurna. Annapurna. Yeah, Annapurna. Annapurna. I mean, they there's a lot of bit bad business decisions on that end. But um, there's no reason they need to spend a hundred million dollars on Vice, for example. Um, but I do think that you know if 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 winning if if prompting up the independent movie does allow for these independent distributors to get bigger and to have more, uh, you know, have, have more expansion of, of things they, they can produce. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. I applaud that. And I hope that, you know, eventually, you know, I think eventually people are going to realize that the theatrical model just isn't, isn't very practical like anymore these days. Um, it's, it's tough to make money, uh, especially for fa- for smaller movies, for foreign movies to, to have that to have that uh, kind of impact. So hopefully they, they collapse the window a little bit to where maybe after his theat- maybe pretty much almost as soon as after his theaters, it could start hitting the streaming services um, instead of having that like weird like two month delay of like oh where can I watch it now? It's not in theaters and not in streaming, and then but it's only that's the vast majority though. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think they they could do a better job of that. Now on on the flip side though, I don't what I don't want them to do is just start nominating shit for the sake of nominating it because I think or nominating popular movies for the sake of nominating them because they they clearly did that with Joker this year and Joker's stood out like a sore thumb when it came to like the rest of the nominees and the winners yeah quality wise Um, you did quality wise so yeah I mean that's you know but um, I hope that there can be a a good balance maybe you know I I predict that this decade 2020 2030 this is the decade where the independent film is going to come back on top you know, I think this is the decade where we're going to see more young filmmakers um, rise to prominence. And I think, you know, it, like I said in previous episodes, the, the 80s were a time period where we see a lot of the, the, the veterans from like the 70s making like these commercial movies, um, conglomerates taking over the movie industry. Coca-Cola, I believe, was buying um, Columbia Pictures during that time in the 80s. Um, all these toy companies were starting to prop up so I think and during that time movies became really commercial and I think 30 years later in the 2010s we're experiencing that as well but what happened at the end of the 80s early 90s we saw the independent movement break out we saw Sundance Film Festival uh, start to pick up we saw filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino Spike Lee um, all of these uh, uh, Steven Soderbergh all of these um, cutting edge filmmakers rise to the top and I think in 2020 uh, through 2030 we're going to see a lot of that happen this decade as well but, but my thing too is is the fact that the independent structure the, the movie theater structure is something that I still go back to the Martin Scorsese article talking about the idea of theaters and how much you spend time on theaters how much it costs to be in theaters and how do these independent movies first of all make money but second of all how do people even watch them I, I still feel like you know what movie would have been like I feel in my this is my opinion yeah 
that had a bigger release, and I'm sure the release was huge. I'm mm. sure it was big, but I'm saying bigger, mm. and, and and maybe a tiny bit more marketing. I think Uncut Gems, I think, like Homie from Ohio, my mom well, from Arizona, yeah. Homies in Tech, like all over the that movie. I think everyone would have liked that movie. Yeah. That movie should have been huge. Yeah, Adam commercial. Sandler. I think it's the biggest Vaughn. A24 movie. I think it is. Uh, yeah. and, and for good reason, because I think that's a very, almost all, obviously not all quadrants, but yeah. it's a very widespread, a lot of adults of all ages can like this movie. 18 yeah. to 49. Every, every black person I spoke to who, who watched that movie said they loved it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like It is that kind of movie that has a kinetic energy and the kind of vibe and story structure that's both... Like I was talking to my sister-in-law about it, who doesn't watch a lot of movies anymore, mm-hmm. and, and 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 she was talking to me like that was her favorite movie of the year, and mm-hmm. I was like talking to someone who doesn't watch a lot of movies, and she said Uncut Gems was her, was her favorite of the year, made me realize like these are the kind of movies that we should prop up, mm-hmm. and it's still like an A24 movie that's really high quality, but it, it's an opportunity for people to go out and see that. The problem is the the theater chains. Are, are still a little too focused on the big the blockbuster movies. Because yep. it pulls and in the, the most Disney popcorn movies. sales, the most drink beverages sales, yes. the most pre-sales. Merchandise. Merchandise. Which is huge. Yeah. Uh, theater connections to that. And, and, and it's like, what it, what are we accomplishing here? I, I think in if we keep going this route in, in 30, 40 years, what is the Oscars even going to be? Is it even going to exist anymore? Yeah. The ratings are going to be so low that it's going to be like, uh, watch the Oscars on YouTube yeah. or or not even have the Oscars at all because well, there's yeah. no movies that are people watching enough to nominate to even care like you're nominating all these movies that is in theaters for two days in New York yeah. where are people going to watch it man yeah. like well I think you know that's, I think that's, that's an issue that's the that's what I think you know not just the Oscars all award shows have been dropping in ratings recently all of them, and I yeah. think I think it's a big part of like you're saying it's like the exclusivity factor right like yes. why do they get to see movies before we see them like why why can I enjoy this thing now and where why? can I see this movie? where can I see them and I think and then you look it up and you're like I can't see this yeah. movie and I think it just you know it goes to show how disconnected the academy has always been um, they've always been disconnected I think all of the award shows the Grammys are disconnected to be fair I, I feel like and, and this is me being from someone who's doesn't didn't grow up in LA. I feel yeah. like LA is disconnected in general. Yeah, from and the that's rest why. Of the world. And that's why I think people uh, have sour grapes about you know um, these movies about, about the Oscars in general. Like, yeah. why would I want to see these pompous assholes go up there and make their fucking political speeches that they have no intent on like backing up? Now, granted, I thought the political speeches this year were actually kind of. Uh, I like good. the political speeches, yeah, and and, yeah. I, and I will I will debate anyone who goes against that because to me it's like that that's your moment. Yeah, if you want to sure. say something, you say something. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I work my whole life to do a documentary short, and yeah. I want to say something, I'm a damn say see, something. See, that's, that's what I would do. See, that's see, that's the thing. Like the documentary short people, the people who you know that they know what they're talking about. That's why I like hearing from the documentary people, the short film people. The one lady who said, like, I've won my first Student Academy Award in 1977, and now I'm barely wanting this now. Like, you know she's coming from, like, a real perspective. The same thing even even I said last year. The only real political speech last year was, was Spike Lee. But I'm okay with Spike Lee giving that speech because Spike Lee is Spike Lee. Like, he's been woke the enti- since the fucking 80s. Like, he's been preaching uh, – 
about social justice and everything from the very beginning. A lot of times when most actors, you know, and I, I hate to call out Meryl Streep, but I don't like the fact that, you know, somebody like Meryl Streep would go up there and be like, Donald Trump is an awful human being. We got like 100 pictures of Weinstein. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, you know, that that's that's what I, I'm like, oh, that's kind of that's weird. That's kind of nasty. Um, but, you know, but on the flip side, though, um, I... I I hope that the Academy the Academy Award winners can actually live up to the things that they're living up to. I thought Joaquin Phoenix's spe- speech was, was actually really good. Because I thought so too. He actually talked about something. Yeah, like, and I had a real perspective on it and offered like solutions and yeah. shit like that. So I, I I like political speeches, and it's not just because I, I I mostly agree with what they're saying, but to me it's like that's your opportunity. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. So if they want to yeah. say that, say it. Yeah, I, I like they they can say whatever they want. I just wish they'd act on it. You know what I mean? I wish yeah. I wish that. I wish that every year some, a white a white actor went up there and was like, yeah. "Oh, you know, all the people of color, they're so wonderful. You have to support them. You have to hire them. Why don't you hire them? Why don't you hire somebody? Why don't you give the Oscar that you just won? I mean, you can't you can't literally do this, but why don't you shine?" Take the light off of yourself. Get the egomania shit out of here because you have to campaign for these awards. You have to campaign for them. Why don't you go out there and back somebody, a person of color, who 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 who, That's who, true. who who's big? But to be fair, I think a, a few of them do, man. Some of them do. Yeah. But now Natalie Portman had the whole thing where she like embroidered yeah, the dresses and like the directors. But bruh, like somebody said it on Twitter, like she only has two films that she's ever done that were directed by a woman. Like she's only. Why isn't her production company spearheading like a female director's movement? Meanwhile, people like Ava DuVernay, who's to be actually. Fair, I don't think her production company really does much. Yeah. I, I, I think that's but, a but, hypercritical but, analysis. But, 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 but of, meanwhile, people like Ava DuVernay are actually making changes and actually having a, a, multiple TV shows where it's all female and women of color directing every episode of TV, actually employing people of color, actually having a film production company and a film showcase, the, her array. Her array uh, uh, her array company that she's doing, uh, that they're literally promoting black excellence, black wealth, and um, women women empowerment, people of color empowerment, all of these women of color empowerment in film, all through her all through her thing. But yet they don't want to nominate her for Selma. They don't want to nominate her. For, they don't want to give her the Oscar for Thirteenth. They don't want to give her any Emmys for When They See Us. But meanwhile, Michelle Williams could go off stage and be like, "Yeah, like let's not drink milk and let's hire people of color," and then. What was she doing? Like, what, yeah. what was? To be fair, I will actually defend Natalie Portman. I, I think she, her focus has always been on the Me Too movement. She was the first one I saw, right. kind of sponsoring that, and she does like Me Too, like speeches, like every day, like yeah. every week. She's yeah. doing a, a, a speech in a different part of the country, talking about the Me Too movement and talking about women all over the world who are experiencing that. Uh, and that's just because I follow her on Instagram, and that's everything she does. Right. I, I think that's mainly her focus more than film. I haven't seen her in a movie in like eight years. Yeah. So to, to criticize her for not making a movie about a woman is kind of well, bro, I no, haven't bro. seen. Like, when was the last time you seen Natalie Portman in a movie, bro? Yeah. Well, see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's I, yeah. I, I will back Natalie. Ish, I actually ish. I will back Natalie. I I I kind of get that, but at the same time, it's like put your money where your mouth is. You know what I mean? Like, and and obviously she could be donating to plenty of Me Too organizations and everything I like that. I think she does, bro. I mean, like, you, she's she, like the, one of the creative directors of like the spearhead movement. Awesome. Hire yeah. some women of color to direct your movies. Like, hi, put 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 people what in movies, those positions. Though? What I'm saying, she, she she could put she could produce movies. She could do whatever she wants. Yeah, people have power. Can. I'm not. She can advocate in other ways than just wearing a dress and giving speeches. And 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 listen, like 
I love Natalie Portman. Like, I don't mean, like, any disrespect, like, by any means, because, yeah. like, I think she's a great actress, brilliant, and Harvard graduate and everything. But that's the exact kind of attitude that p- people at home, people in the Midwest, people like me watching from the cold streets of Confident, California, t- looking at this lady on screen, like, yo, what the, f- what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we're, we're here broke, and you're here talking all this, like, ah, we, we support this, we support... No, put your... Like, support, do something, put 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 take a step forward and get... B- away from this, like, pompous kind of attitude. Now, maybe it's not pompous. Maybe she actually is doing the work. I think she is, But, man. yeah, she... I'm she just being real. But, I'm with you on, like... I'm with you but, on but Meryl. You the, but you, I'm with you on some other ones. But Natalie, to me, but, she's been in the grind. But you see the perception here, right? You see yes, the perception see of, it. like, yeah, this is just somebody who's speaking and not acting. Yes. And she could be acting, but, yeah, make, make, those, make those actions... Spread them out a little bit. I mean, the Me Too movement is great. Let's see some women of color. Uh, let's see some women of color speaking at your events. I'm let's with see you. all of that. I'm, like, I'm with you because to me, it's always been this. Uh, again, this is something that I'm really passionate about, so I don't yeah. want to get too strong. But I'm with you on, 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 especially when it when it comes to a lot of the white actors who kind of get on their high horse and don't really do much. Yeah. Um, and kind of do the same thing over and over again. And that's why I'm hypercritical of some of the people you like. So I won't name names, but yeah, some people I like. Yeah. Ooh, like who? Like like bro, it's the same like no offense, bro. Like it's the same it's the same damn movies that were like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. Yeah, it's great skin success. Like, yeah. like, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're not great movies, yeah. but I'm saying like, like, come on, let's just okay. Oh, by the let's way, let's throw in like Lulu Wang. Yeah, uh, up, absolutely. Take I, up, I agree. I agree. Take out Tarantino and put on Lulu Wang. I agree with that. I agree. See I, what I'm I said that myself. Yeah, I said that myself. I'm not saying Tarantino should be. All right, listen. I love Tarantino. I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That movie had no business having as many award nominations as it had. There's no way this movie can out nominate Django. Like, no, that's stupid. No. No, but to be fair, but, and then, but a also, lot of people are calling it the greatest movie of the year, and, no. and it's Tarantino's best. And no, we should worship. Nobody should be calling it that. Feet Nobody of should be calling it that. It's his worst movie. This is yeah. We should be worshiping at the feet of Margot Robbie because it's all we see in the fucking movie. That's what I'm saying. And, but this is. But here's also. But you know what though? Here's what I I love that Bond shot shot at this out because I really didn't even realize. I didn't even realize it until he he talked yeah. about it in his director's speech how Tarantino puts. Um, Bond's movies on uh, a lot of his best of year list and now that I'm thinking about it, I literally would not have heard of um, Bong Joon-ho if I did not see Tarantino recommending his movies every time he put out a movie so I do I do I do see I do respect Tarantino for uh, putting his foot forward and actually showing that recognition because at the end of the day I think part of the reason why Bong is such a popular American acceptable filmmaker is because of how many cosigns that Tarantino has given him over the years and how many cosigns Tarantino has given to um, all sorts of international filmmakers. So, you know, salute to him on that. And I'm I'm glad that, you know, Bonk shouted him out. I'm glad that he shouted out Scorsese. I like that he was like, Todd, Sam, I have great movies too. You know? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I think he just ran out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he had anything like super nice to say about either of those. But I don't think he knows him that well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was nice seeing Scorsese getting that. And, that. and uh, yeah, but... Overall, you know, it's the Academy Awards, man. What can you expect? Like, I, I know. I, I just feel like we see names like Scorsese and Tarantino on a ballot for 2019 movies, and we automatically feel like, oh, we have to nominate them because it's Tarantino. Yeah, Scorsese. but they didn't give the Irishman and a single like, award. I know. Ah, I was the only one in the, in the in the when we saw it. I was the only one clapping like, yeah, the Irishman, yeah. Oh, nothing. Yeah. Not even VFX, man. That hurt. Uh-huh. That hurt. Nah, get out of here. Hey, people, if you're watching at home, 
Go home, go on Netflix and watch The Irishman. I'm telling you, nobody else is gonna fucking praise this movie anymore, but I am. Irishman is a great fucking movie. Great fucking movie. That's my thing, too. And, and obviously, we talked about it at nauseum, so I won't go into it again. But again, sitting down at home and watching a three and a half hour movie, the vast majority of Americans don't have the energy, don't have the time, don't have the attention span to do that. Yeah. That's why you that, go that, watch a yeah. movie in a theater where ah, you're that's, forced to sit in nah, the theater, nah, nah, nah. forced to put away your phone and watch what's on the screen listen, I, the entire time. Listen, the fact that's that, the importance of a theater. The fact that I, I watched The Irishman on the theater I did, and I loved uh, it. And then I, I, I got I watched, to watch I yeah. got to go home and watch it on Netflix and go back to the scenes that I love the most and celebrate it more. I'm telling you, I wouldn't love this movie as much as I love it if I didn't get to go on Netflix every single day and be like Huh, how's that scene looking? You know, like like, yeah. you know, just getting in there and, and, and having fun with it. And yeah. honestly, you know, I, I, I preach in on my little hilltop about uh access a lot because I remember just being a fucking poor like being fucking poor and incompetent, like and literally having my heart broken every time Oscar season come around. I'm like, fuck. I've seen like eight out of nine of these nominated movies because they're just not available anywhere nearby. So now that Netflix has this big presence, now that Amazon has this big presence, and again, I think, you know, I think maybe, you know, I don't know what the deal, they gave like Jeff Bezos like four jokes during the show, but they didn't nominate <laughs> Honey Boy for anything. I thought that was a little absurd. Um, but yeah, again, I I, um, I I hope to see more streaming services just have the most access to um, as many of these movies as yes, possible. Yes, th- there's good and bad for streaming services. I feel like streaming services can provide something like a Netflix where they offer a lot of st- stuff. The problem is sometimes it gets buried. That's always been my issue is that sometimes Netflix has such a long catalog that it gets buried. Um, however, there's also deals that Netflix has with these filmmakers and with these producers and, and, and with these studios who make movies for Netflix, right? So yeah. not everyone has that sort of access. So it's not like all these movies are going to be on Netflix automatically or eventually because you're not going to be bought out by Netflix. So that's a, that's an issue. You know, you have to work with what you got, which is a movie theater right. and a limited release, right. which is unfortunate. Uh, all right, let's jump to let's jump to the big thing, man. This is one of the all-time low Oscar ratings. Uh viewings yeah ever yeah um yeah tell me why yeah i mean again war shows are dying out in general um i think that you know when again there's this distance between hollywood and the rest of america and that is just it's too insurmountable to like overcome these days you know the the fact that you know they give Grammys, for example, give Billie Eilish 11 Grammys, but they don't nominate. Uh, I mean, obviously, they nominate like Lizzo and Lil Nas X, but they don't nominate anybody like, you know, and they're barely starting to recognize Nipsey Hussle, but they, didn't rep- they, don't rep- they don't recognize anybody from like the culture, from the actual hip hop, which is the biggest genre in the world. Um, they choose to give that its own subcategory. But meanwhile, you know, obviously, Billie Eilish is a big star, but they're. It's not something that the, that the people are connecting with. Same thing with this. People just aren't connecting with this year's Oscars. And, you know, speaking of Billie Eilish, I love Billie Eilish to death. That's probably the biggest star that they had up there. Like, the only real appeal to youth uh, out of out of everything that the Oscars have presented was, was Billie Eilish. Um, and they just had her give the fucking boring, not boring, but the, the toned down and memoriam segment. You know what I mean? And 
get Eminem a performance for some reason. Like I'm sure if they would have if they would have advertised it, I'm sure maybe it would have had high ratings. But what's the point of having an Eminem performance? Like in fact, what's the point of having all these fucking music performances? <laughs> hey, what's going on? People aren't watching the Oscars to watch uh, the Christian uh, movie that nobody watched get their song sung. And nobody's watching the Oscars to see fucking Eminem do a song that's 18 years old for no reason whatsoever. Nah, get out of here. Like, nobody cares. I think one of the biggest problems I had with this award show was all the performances of songs that no one knows. Yeah. No one knows the, 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 the song from that movie, Breakthrough. No one knows... Uh, uh, the Randy Newman song. No one knows the Elton John song because no one saw Elton John. Like it's not even a song that we know from Elton John. Yeah, I'm not, like El- Elton John should have performed one of the hits. He had. He should have just saying. done one of the hits. Like my thing mean? is like, why do we have like ten musical performances mm. during a movie award show? That takes up so much time, mm-hmm. and they don't even do like a cut down version. They do the whole damn song, bro. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, I, I paid attention. It's like verse one, chorus, verse two, chorus, bridge, ver- yeah. and I was like, are they doing the whole? They do the whole song. Yeah, and they fucked it the up. The song is like four and a half minutes or five and a half minutes. They do it, and they will fuck it up by just literally having like the transitions just happen out of nowhere. Like, oh hey, award oh, just got terrible. presented. Here's the song. Like, yeah. what's going on? Wait, slow down, slow down. The Toy Story one I thought was atrocious. They literally just had the camera pan. So like a bunch, a bunch of trophies with the Toy Stories. You know, nah, nah, nah. get that out of here. And um, I thought Cynthia Revo was clearly the standout. But to me, that's even more of a reason why you should have Beyonce there, man. <laughs> Do you think singing the songs that are nominated from the movie should be continued at the Oscars? If it's popular, I mean, I the best part of the 2019 Oscars was the Shallows performance with Bradley and Lady Gaga. I'm sure if Kendrick Lamar and SZA would have performed, that would have been a dope moment too. They should like there they should was keep it. You're saying they should keep the popular one for sure, like the most popular. But, but who isn't that kind of unfair to something that got nominated and it's not that popular? Yeah, but are you also going to bore people? To me, the 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 way more entertaining part was the scores. And I thought when they had the woman conducted there and they had the scores playing with, with the clips from the movie, I remember back in the 2009 Oscars or 2009 movies for 2010 Oscars, they had uh, all of the original scores being fully conducted by orchestra. But, hey! 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 Molly! Molly just wanted to be on camera for a little bit. So. Hey. She, just wanted to, she wanted to get her opinion in real quick. So. <laughs> <laughs> Say whatever you want to. Hey. Hey, good seeing you too. I don't want to interrupt like a big point you guys are making. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no worries, man. Hey, hey, hey look, it's Marcos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, thanks, boss man. You got it? Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. What a surprise. I forgot what we were saying. <laughs> we're keeping all of that in, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I'm 100% keeping it in. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like it just takes up too much time. It just takes up too much time. Oh, the songs? It's boring. Yeah. And they're oh, trying oh. to get young people in there, and the, it just doesn't matter. The 2010 Oscars. Let me say this real quick. They had. Okay. They had and then we got to go to break. Yeah, yeah. They had, a, they had the original scores playing, but with interpretive dancers, like doing dances mm-hmm. to the song. So they had the score for Inglorious Bastards, the score for. Um, Avatar that the scores for uh, another 2000 or Hurt Locker mm. and they have these interpretive dancers doing like their versions of the movie but like with dance 
That's so much cooler than seeing Elton John half asleep on a piano. <laughs> That's so yeah, much cooler. Yeah. I don't know. They got to go back to doing that. Yeah. All righty, guys. Uh, stick around because after the break, we're going to keep talking about the Oscars and more about changes we can see on the show. This ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh. With the four fifth divide you in half, you getting at me equals a bloodbath. You do the math. Take you out the equation. The following is from our Birds of Prey review, available on First Cut. Enjoy. They just kind of butchered the release. I was gonna oh, say what sure. happened. It's coming out. It's coming out the weekend of the Oscars. I think people are more focused on maybe seeing some of those films that they missed, like seeing a Parasite, like seeing a 1917. That's what I've heard a lot of people like. But you checking think the out. same people who want to see Parasite want to see this? I think so because I think I think the people that are just now seeing Parasite in 1917 and stuff like that are more general movie going audiences. What which, if they waited one week? That's what, what I was just gonna say. Week? That's what which I was just like gonna say. Dead, I think they were going for the Deadpool thing, right? Mm. Where it's like a. Yeah. An R-rated fourth wall breaking mm-hmm. character. Yeah, but they should that that comes out in February. Yeah, but but Deadpool came out on, on Valentine's, on Valentine's Day. Day. That's what what was... if this movie came out Valentine's Day? I think it would have done a lot better. I think it would have made double. Especially oh, a hundred percent. And I was I was just telling RB3 on the way here. Um one of my the things I would have like thought would be a good idea for it. Like kind of coming out Valentine's Day, having that whole like Galentine's type of like, take your girls, go see this, like F men, mm-hmm. look at this, like watch this movie, even going on a date. Like every time I go on a Valentine's Day date to like the movies, I see like John Wick or like Deadpool or something like that. And I just feel like it would have had a bigger draw coming out yeah. at that time. I think it could have really serviced it a lot more. Come along, children. Now we're going to have a little music. What is up, guys? We're back talking about the Oscars. Uh, let, let's just do it, man. Uh, overall, yeah. was this an enjoyable show? It was fun, man. It, yeah? was, uh, it wasn't that fun, but it was It was fun seeing the winners. I like seeing okay. the winners, and I like seeing Bong go up four times and, and take and take the, the Oscar four times. Uh, I, I thought every one of the speeches he gave was great. I thought the Joaquin Phoenix speech, you know, some people didn't like it. I a lot thought of people it was, didn't like it. Yeah, a lot of people didn't I like it. I liked it. it. And I, I, thought d- it was I didn't get the backlash, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got mean, what he was saying. Some people are concerned about the farmers are, you know, getting cheapened out of, of work because of the veganism message. I think what Joaquin Phoenix was really addressing was factory farming, not necessarily yeah. independent, locally owned farming. I think that's something that most people got to understand. Um, but in, a, in the broader part of his message, we'll get to speeches because I, I want to keep keep going. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, I like the speeches. I didn't like any of the musical performances. I thought they botched the Frozen Two one. I thought they botched um, the the only one that was really really cool was Cynthia Revo and Billie Eilish. But yeah. otherwise, Eminem, what the fuck was going on there? Um, I actually thought it was hysterical. Yeah, it was. You funny. saw me because yeah. okay. So full disclosure, we saw it together, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so when I when when they when they when he pulled up in the eight mile and there was a video for eight yeah, mile. Yeah. They was just sitting in the car, yeah. just chilling, mm-hmm. and it's just Eminem chilling for like thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and we're like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And I think it might have been you who was like, Wait, what is? It? Is he gonna come out or something? And I was like, bro, I think he might come out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts slowly driving. I'm like, bro, he's gonna come out. He's gonna come out. He's yeah. gonna, and then all of a sudden, palms sweaty, but. And it just starts. Co- I yeah. lost. I started laughing so hard. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just so goofy, yeah. out of nowhere, yeah. funny. Yeah. It just it felt like 2002 so. All it's over the again. most like 
bizarre Oscar thing I've seen, and it was I loved every second of it because it was weird. Yeah. Um, I just thought if they made it like ten seconds, and yeah. that would have been it. It would have been better, the re- not the whole song. The reactions were fucking hilarious. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> give you us see Scorsese like. Like it gave us memes. It gave yeah, us like yeah. at least at the least it's it spicing things up. It yeah. made it like. You know, anyone who's falling asleep, it woke them up. Like, what is happening? Like, that's why I, I, I like weird stuff. And I, yeah. I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. So I was actually kind of pro Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> but the but the reason why they did that kind of was just... Because he has an album out. Because he has an album out. Because <sighs> they're like, here, he didn't perform last time and he won. Yeah. Oh, look, we like hip hop. We're why, not old yeah, white that's people. What I'm saying. Like, and it's that's just so, like... They chose the worst representative for hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> why can't they have a... Homie, uh, 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 you know, Juicy J and, and, and all, them, all them boys come up and do hard. It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't want to hear that. They gave they gave a brief, like, they gave a brief. <laughs> Roddy Rich brief comes brief. out for some reason. Oh, like, I would love to see Roddy Rich. Hey, that would have been dope. Now, that would have been fire. Uh, <laughs> see, see, but see, that's, but see, again, you know, the same reason why Kendrick Lamar didn't show up last year yeah. to do the star, all the stars. They're not representing the culture. So they really the want, don't want to represent they, the Oscars. But they want young people to tune in. They're yeah. trying so hard with the Billie Eilish, with the Janelle Monae, yeah. with, with, with the Eminem. I love Janelle Monae. And I do too. By the way, Janelle Monae would have been a perfect host. Like, she, she's funny. Yeah. She's a great musical talent. And she's a great actress. Like, she, yeah. she's the, tri- she's the trifecta. But they that opening, see, oh, it was unwatchable. It was pretty bad. I literally looked over, and I was like, "Yo, I, I'm, I just, I might just like walk." Like, <laughs> it was terrible. She kept trying to hand the mic to people, and they weren't yeah. singing. I'm like, "Yo, this is awkward. Yeah. What's going on?" It, it just felt too much. Like, <sighs> hey, look, guys, we're we're diverse. Look, it's Janelle Monae, and it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I don't know. It, it felt too forced. But here's here's my hot take, and I know this is kind of funny because mm-hmm. everyone keeps talking about ratings. Mm-hmm. Ratings, ratings, ratings. So low. No one cares. Can I give my biggest hot take? And I told you right before the award show started, when yeah. we sat down, I told you my biggest thing. The Oscars has like 200 commercials. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. That's why it's a three It's a three and a half hour show. But also there's 200, literally one award commercial, another award commercial, two yeah. awards oh, it's commercials. Like, it's like an award and a, sh- and a, and a, and a music performance thing commercial. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. What, cut the musical performances, ex- expand the, the 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 opportunity for for people to get up there. To be fair, cut the commercials. We didn't watch them. To be fair, we didn't watch the commercials. No, but how many times did they cut? Yeah, though? how many times say, did, yeah. did, did did they go up there and speak? <laughs> like for crying out loud! I feel like Jeff and Perry were just getting yeah, tired. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. Yeah. That's just my thing too. It's like if you want to do that, make it an event. Mm. Make it something where people can say, tune in to watch the Oscars because you're going to get the trailer to blah, blah, blah. Tune in to watch the Oscars because you're going to get the new TV spot for blah, blah, blah. They dropped the trailer for the Irishman at last year's Oscars. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. If they do it more like stick around and people actually care to watch trailers, then maybe you can, you know, finesse your way in there to be like, Kind of like the Super Bowl, where people actually watch the Super Bowl and the, the commercials. Mm-hmm. They do both. Mm-hmm. Make it more like that and do it more about movies. Yeah. Where, where movie trailers premiere during the Oscars mm-hmm. because it's a movie award show. Yeah. They should have done the trailer for Dune. They could have done the trailer yeah. for Tenet. Yeah. yeah and then you fire. can be like, tune in to watch it because we got the new... I don't know. Exclusive. Eternals trailer. Yeah. MCU oh, that's, Eternals. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, Disney. Yeah. yeah I was surprised there wasn't Come more on. Disney. I mean, obviously, Toy Story 4 had their, their their moment, but there wasn't 
Um, a lot of Disney placement this yeah. year. I thought it was interesting. That, that's my thing. Like, this show just drags on because of that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's finish it up with uh, favorite moments and then favorite speeches, uh, if um, you had a favorite speech. Favorite speech. Uh, I don't know if I had a particular favorite speech. I loved uh, the filmmakers for American Factory. I thought their speech was really mm. powerful. You I know, love this... the, I've seen like 20 interviews with them already because I'm obsessed with them. Mm. And I, I told you guys like a couple weeks ago where I'm leaning towards stocks. Mm. And I'm actually planning stuff out, so yeah. I'm kind of like trying to yeah, learn yeah, yeah. from them. So right. I'm with you on that. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I think I think what they did that that speech was beautiful. I thought uh, every again every every speech Bong Bong gave was was absolutely beautiful. You could tell his first speech for the screenplay was really the only one that he had written because he didn't really expect to win. I'm sure he expected to win best foreign film too, uh, but. Like he didn't really give a fuck. Like after that, he he didn't even think he was gonna win best director, or best picture. Like he was just ready to chill. But I like the fact that he just went up there and just have fun. You know. Yeah. Um. I. Um. And favorite moment. Favorite moment. Um. Favorite moment. That's really. A good you don't question. have a favorite moment. Can I, I say I, mine then? Yeah. Go, it go might ahead. be yours. Yeah. Go ahead. When 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 uh he won best director. Oh, yeah. And he gave that Martin Scorsese shout out. Oh yeah. Oh that was definitely. Oh easy. I I, I mentioned that before. But yeah yeah that was that was definitely. My favorite moment. Because to me, that was a moment where you recognize the greatness of of the past that inspired the current winner of Best Direction. I think that was a perfect way to say, look, I'm inspired by Martin Scorsese. It's an honor literally to be nominated with him. He is the one who made me go into filmmaking. And here I am, quote, unquote, beating him. Not really beating him, but you know what I mean. Right, right, right. In the same category as him Mm -hmm. and, and taking this award from my hero almost kind of thing and, and it's such an honor to do that and mm-hmm. the fact that everyone just kind of got up and, and, and started applauding martin because they were like you know what irishman didn't win any awards yeah that's martin scorsese sucks. for crying out loud yeah. like the, the least we can do is give him a round of applause and a standing ovation mm-hmm. and they did and i thought that was a beautiful moment and his and his shout out to quentin tarantino too was was great yeah i just thought his whole best director speech was like spot on it was mm-hmm. perfect yeah no i so. i 100 agree i i loved um i also liked all, a lot of montages too i liked the montages oh. that they have for the i like the way that they have with the best supporting actors or the best yeah, actors i was like gonna they, say did you like that i like that they a lot put, of people put liked on, it put, put them together like that i thought that was really nice um because you actually get to see what was nominated yes. instead of just a picture of the faces um i but they usually do that they usually cut to a clip yeah a clip but i, I like that they show more range you know okay a, amongst like the fill like comparing to the fill um, I also liked uh, the cats moment when uh, <laughs> when it came out. Bro, <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> I laughed so hard, and I don't. It was the dumbest thing ever, but it was so freaking funny. It was funny. And they just kept slapping the mic. Yeah, <laughs> and I was crying, laughing so hard. That was the funniest moment for me, and I can't believe it. I, I just thought it was so funny because you know what's funnier? I don't know if you caught this, but I caught this. I don't know if you caught this. Like, like, look, when when they cut back to them, when they first came out, they were like, and here are the nominees, and they cut back to them. Rebel Wilson literally goes, and the Oscar goes, and and he interrupts her by slapping the mic. That wasn't planned. <laughs> it wasn't because I heard her. I heard her say, and the Oscar go, and she said, and she, Oscar go, and he started slapping it, and she just went with it. <laughs> I was like, that's comedy. That's, <laughs> that's peak comedy. That, I, that was my favorite. 
moment yeah, when it yeah. comes to jokes. That was great. Yeah, that was great. I thought the, a lot of people commented on uh, Chris Rock and, uh, and Steve Martin. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I thought who was who little, do you think it was the best presenter? You think that those two? or I thought that one was a little awkward, too, man. I thought yeah. that one was a little awkward. But I liked um, – I like the the Indian home, or I don't know if he was Indian, but the yeah, brown he homie was, yeah. who was uh, who was rapping. I yeah. thought that was great. I, I can't lie, when he first said what he was doing, I was like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when he did it, I was like, oh okay. That was kind of hip. That was it was fly. cool. It was yeah. like uh, it was like a little shout out to each person who won. Yeah. Which would made it a little bit more personal to them yeah. and less to him, yeah. which felt very kind of good. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I liked, I liked it. A lot. it. I liked that. I liked. Um, I like. Uh, obviously, everybody. Everybody's talking about Maya Rudolph and. Um, and Kristen Wiig, Wig. yeah, 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 I thought that was funny too. Um, yeah, there's there's some good moments. There's a lot of there's a lot of couple. Of oh, one speech that I liked was um, Brad Pitt. I like Brad Pitt's speech, oh, yeah. but apparently he nice. gets his speech. Uh, his speech is written for him. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, is you that a normal that? thing? Oh, did you not hear his what, what was it? The Critics' Choice one or the BAFTA one? Yeah, where he was like doing lines and quips and like. Yeah, I, I thought like, they're all like so funny and sharp. Yeah, that was so pre-written. Like yeah. you can you can feel it. But the last moment was really nice. What he said too. Yeah, about yeah, you sure. know being surrounded by his heroes. And yeah, growing yeah. up in in this environment and being here for so long because mm-hmm. dude, Brad Pitt's been around for a minute. Oh yeah, for um, sure. And the nineteen ninety four down with Louise. Yeah. yeah, and and it's one of those things where it's like. I, I I love the Brad Pitt moment. I thought it was great, exactly. and I and I already said that I liked the Joaquin uh, speech. Yeah, quite and, a bit. and the, the tribute it, to River Phoenix was great too. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Um. Alrighty, guys. Uh, those are our thoughts on the Oscars. Obviously, we started out by talking about what we change and what's the future. We finished talking about the actual show. Uh, let us know what you guys thought in the comments down below. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And you can follow us individually. I'm at Squad Leader Race. I'm at Director RV3. And uh, be sure to follow First Cut TMO on Twitter and Instagram as well. Follow and, Sabrina as well. Oh, yeah, Sabrina as well. She, she gave her thoughts, so uh, be sure to follow her as well. Uh, and those are our thoughts on the Oscars. So, representing the Menina Podcast, I am Andres. This is RV3. And we are peacing out. Peace out, guys.